0: Stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. There's another Franken accuser. Some woman claiming he uh, tried to kiss her in 2006. So or whatever that Wouldn't would surprise
5: to... me. Yeah. Yeah. So coming up, we have a very special guest talking about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Also detailed analysis of the recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital, which multiple presidents going back decades have said we're going to do. It appears old Donald J. might actually do it. And, of course, uh, experts and commentators around the world are flapping their arms and shouting their outrage. Um, I, I think it's yeah, it's a pretty interesting calculated risk to the extent that Donald J. calculates anything. Has to do with tectonic plates, all right? You live on the West Coast. You can relate to that. I want you to picture tectonic plates rubbing up against each other and the pressure building.
0: Awesome. So then, that, an, that analysis in uh, at like uh, forty-seven or something.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: before eight o'clock. Okay. Um, in just a second, uh, some of the nation's uh, schools are failing their students, or or something. <laughs> Not exactly sure what's causing it, but we'll talk about that. Some stats there. You, pretty you ask
5: teachers, they'll tell you exactly why. But nobody yeah. want, nobody in the media will right. print it. All right, please.
0: Um, but we've got a late night joke off. We've come to like this for some reason. It's when a topic is big enough that a number of the late-night shows decide to take on the joke, and then Joe scores it.
5: The winner will be lauded as the comedian of the day, the loser, banned for life
2: from the business. I don't actually have the
5: uh, authority to do that, but I'd like to. What is the
0: topic this time, Sean?
2: It is uh, Russia being banned from the Mm. Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. Russia has been banned from the Winter Olympics.
0: Yeah. But don't feel bad, Russia, even though you won't win any gold medals, you did win the U.S. presidential election. (laughs) Russia was banned from the Olympics, but Russia doesn't mind, they said they'll just invade some other teams.
3: Uh, They don't Russia has been banned from the upcoming Winter Olympics for the use
5: of performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, and this was nice, Russia was also banned
3: from participating in the next presidential election. (laughs)
5: I'm gonna give it to Corden barely B minus just because he kept the the punchline hidden till the end. Uh, C pluses for Fallon and Conan.
2: Very weak performance, all in all. Uh, yeah. Arguably the weakest uh, joke off oh, that yeah. we've had. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. all ought to try some yeah. roids or something. Those jokes are terrible. Yeah, try some humor enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty, <Got> pretty, <laughs> pretty 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 played Boom, uh, headshot. <laughs> pretty played premise
0: at this point. I'd say. Yeah. Um, California in literacy crisis, according to the New York Post, uh, a group of prominent lawyers representing teachers and students from poor performing schools sued California yesterday, arguing that the state has done nothing about the high number of students graduating who can't read. The story comes out of San Diego. Can you imagine? You graduate from high school unable to read. Let me hit you with, let me hit you with this stat. Of the 26, why did they choose 26? I don't know. Uh, because it helps the number, I guess of the 26 lowest performing districts in the entire nation. I don't know how many school districts there would be in the nation, but there'd be a lot hell of a lot of the 26 lowest performing 11 are in California. The biggest state in the country, you might say, well, it's a big state for one thing. Texas is the second biggest state. They've got one. Oof.
5: So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, assessments... keep voting for one party. Over, we're the party of education. They've told you over and over, and you've bought it, you fools. They're the party of philating the unions. God, wake up!
0: You can't even because when I first read this, I thought, well, okay, California, a lot of illegal immigration. You got a lot of kids that they live at home. Nobody speaks English.
5: That's oh, yeah, so does that, Texas. That is, a, yeah. Yeah, true, but California's worse. And you ask any teacher, any honest administrator in California, they will tell you our main problem is that we are trying to educate people who don't speak the language, and and so we have to spend, you know, one and a half times the energy, one and a half times the people as back in the day, but we don't have one and a half times the budget.
0: Uh, assessments
5: found- And the poor kids who are English speakers, they get no attention.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, it is. Assessments found less than half of California students from 3rd grade to 5th grade have met statewide literacy standards since 2015. Less than half. Wow. And wow. and I'm guessing, I don't know this, but I'm guessing
5: the literacy standards are not really that rigorous. No, they're they're not. I mean, if you if you hit standards, you're doing well, but it's not like you're, you know, some sort of super genius.
0: And uh more than half. I mean, the, the, the most common situation is you don't make that. Both traditional and charter schools are failing, according to the uh, the data. Hmm. So what will come out of this, I do not know,
5: but it's that's a problem. Well, you got your utopian progressive voters. You got your agriculture that really wants cheap labor. You got construction, hotels, tourism that really want the cheap labor. So you got a conspiracy to keep the borders open, and 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 these uh, these children of the uh, the immigrants, illegal and otherwise, get an education. They're beautiful children. I, I I'm happy that they're getting an education. Um, they're 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 every bit as worthy in God's eyes as my own children. But it's expensive as all hell and difficult to have a bilingual population and and be pretending that you don't.
0: Um. I wish I don't like the lies stacked on top of lies because when right. you have when you have those stati- statistics come out, people like me, English speaking household, you think you think, oh my god, the schools are terrible. I'd like to see them broken down, and in which case, I think you'd probably see that. Oh, it's almost all Spanish speaking households, right, where the kids aren't, so it, it doesn't have anything to do with you, right. And so the statistics are incredibly misleading.
5: It's entirely possible. Well, there are plenty of crappy schools. In California, and in, in every state, there are some crappy schools. Well, the crappiest, 11 of the crappiest
0: 26 are in California.
5: Right, right. But I'm saying you've got to differentiate between, I mean, you might have a school that is a, a, a perfect example. And we haven't talked much about Angela Merkel and Germany and that sort of thing, uh, to my regret, because I think it's really interesting. And you know I love the Germans. but the Nazi Germany. No, no, the regular Germans. So um, you could have, uh, you know, uh, Normalville, California. Great schools, conscientious teachers, enlightened administrators, involved parents, et cetera, et cetera. And then a meatpacking plant opens up, and they hire uh, 5,000 folks, many of whom are illegals or have fake papers, fake uh, Social Security numbers, et cetera, uh, to work there who are from Mexico, generally speaking. Um, Hardworking folks. they got beautiful children, blah, blah, blah. Um, All of a sudden, that same school with those same people have to educate 650 Spanish-speaking kids. Bingo. That's it. Yeah. That is the gist of your problem. Yeah. In that school. Now there like I said before there are crappy schools. But that school might well, face that's... now enormous challenges that make it really crappy for the kids but they're not quote unquote crappy schools. Well,
0: that's the lies that, on top of lies that I was complaining about. Those are two completely different situations and to lump them together is ridiculous. Oh, well, it's completely unuseful. Yeah. That's, it's of, counterproductive. that's of, yeah, it's of no value whatsoever. Yeah. So, we are this week we're trying to do good for the world. We're trying to focus on something positive. For once. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, if you don't know what it's about, you don't know what it does, you're going to talk to somebody who can tell you firsthand. Um what it did for him. Yep. That's coming up. What? Do you want an update? Did we do an update? No. We'll do. We'll do. We'll, let's do our interview. Well, okay. Let's do it after the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we're trying to hit hundred grand
5: by eight o'clock. Oh, that's right. Because we are at eighty-seven last oh. update. Oh, you know what? I, I'm going to jump on. So we, we got to talk to Judy about how much we're giving this year. It'll be uh, substantial. Got to get on our horses, as they say. I don't have a and, horse. And,
0: and accomplish this goal: hundred grand by eight o'clock. Um, you want to be teary-eyed? In a good way? Yes, stay tuned to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, There aren't a lot of organizations I've ever uh, run into, like Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, that are so amazing, where you just think, uh, wow, this is fantastic that this is happening, and and also, wow, I'm not as good a person as all these people.
5: Well, yeah, but at least we can help with our donations, and we'll tell you more about that in a couple of minutes. Yeah, what they do is amazing. The need they fulfill is acute. The efficiency with which they do it is awe-inspiring, and how much they care uh, makes you feel better about humanity. I mean, a lot better. Um, and we hope to introduce you uh, more thoroughly to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station uh, through the rest of this week. Uh, we have a couple of guests right now. First of all, Sandy Lemcooler, who is the president of Warrior Foundation uh, Freedom Station. Hey, Sandy, how are you?
4: Good morning. Um, I am overwhelmed by all that is happening, and I just I can't tell you how exciting it is for our foundation. Um, we're truly, truly, I think, going to be able to do what we're hoping to do this next year. or So, um, which is get a second location because we need it for the guys so badly,
5: well, and the gals. Well, and that that's fantastic. But we're uh, we're grimly determined, Sandy. There's no time for cheeriness now. <laughs> we are still putting the I boot. Mean, yeah
4: to our Um, beloved audience We're fighting it back yeah Uh, we're fighting it back (laughs)
5: and our other guest right now is uh chief javier rodriguez uh united states navy retired uh javi how are you sir hello
6: thank you thank you i'm very good thank you for having me on the
5: show oh it's our pleasure hey first of all shout out my little brother's a submariner and uh so here's to the silent service and and we appreciate your service um so uh javi why don't we we start with you how did you become, I, I know, you know, something pretty damn bad happened to you. How did you become aware of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station and what's been going on?
6: Okay, so um, back in January 2011, I had a motor vehicle accident and then... uh well, lucky it was to be a alive. hit and run,
5: right? Somebody smashed you and fled? Yeah.
6: Yes, hit yeah. and run and then, uh, yes, luckily to we'll be alive. And then after, after extensive surgeries and some physical therapy, I decided to amputate in July 2013, which brought me to San Diego where I met the Wolfpack, the wheelchair basketball team out there, which is out of the hospital, but it's uh, one of the sponsors. It's the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and that's how I came in contact with the foundation out there in San Diego.
5: Yeah, the Wolfpack is one of the great wheelchair basketball teams, and, you know, it's it's more than just a game. Um, and we've talked to Sandy, we've talked to the guys on the team about it, but, I mean, it's, it's first of all, Javi, it's, it's being part of a team again, which means a lot, doesn't it?
6: Oh, yes. Yes, it was definitely it was a good help. You know, I was already doing some recreational therapy. But to be in a team where mostly us were military, you know, you can't kind of get back into that same. You were at work, that same camaraderie, helping out and trying to get you back up and up in your feet and doing what you used to do. Right. It's great.
5: And how did that help help you in your, your heart and your mind and that sort of thing? How are you doing after the amputation and everything?
6: uh i'm doing pretty good right now uh and it's all thanks to that little that you know that first step joining that team and getting that push from the guys you know they're they're kind of nice to you but they're not because they're trying to push you to get back up in your feet and get you going trying to motivate you so that's awesome and you know right now i'm b- kind of back on my feet trying to do trying to figure out what's next on my life
0: yeah i'm looking at the flyer for the Wolfpack uh wheelchair basketball team and uh, we've talked about this over the years a lot a lot, of, a lot of guys uh who get into the military are great athletes and then it's it's a it's a big part of your life that looks like may have been taken away from you when you have some of these injuries that uh, you all uh have and then a chance to you know compete again on an athletic level uh, in the wheelchair thing i know it means a lot to a whole bunch of you
6: oh yes yeah, definitely in the beginning you kind of think you you're not going anywhere and you're not going to be able to do anything but it's is you know it's as soon as you get with these teams or like recreational therapy, you figure out you know that you're like you can actually do this. It's very motivating. It helps you you know move on with everything.
5: Yeah, you know, and and Javi, you're obviously a, a strong guy and a guy with a great attitude and the rest of it. But I know you've you've met some of the other fellows uh, at times when they were just way way down, and that's one of the things we love about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is uh, I feel like they're saving lives.
6: Oh, yes, definitely they are. You know, when, whenever, you know, they go through any injury or illness or they're out traveling, all these things that happen creates, like, a lot of stress in your life and in families, and they help out with everything, you know, with equipment, with travel for families. Uh, they send out, like, care packages and stuff like that to the warriors out there that are deployed right now And holidays. Sometimes, they, I mean, I know they bring some warriors back here so they can visit their families. There, there's a lot. They help out a lot.
5: Yeah, speaking of which, one of the things we're raising money for is we want to fly uh, all the guys home for the holidays to be with their families. Because especially, you know, the guys rehab and the guys, you know, whether it's post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury or physical injuries or just surgery after surgery, being with with the family for the holidays means so much. And, you know, speaking of that, um, you're a Florida guy, right? Yes, yes.
6: I live in Florida
5: right now. Okay. And the hit and run was in Hawaii. Yes. And then you hook up with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station in San Diego. That's the military. So, yeah, we're serving people all over, not only the country but the globe through Warrior yes. Foundation Freedom Station. Sandy, how many yes.
0: people uh how many people are you hoping to send home for the holidays this year?
4: Well, we're hoping 320 tickets were given out. And then the warriors have to go and go through their command, then they have to arrange for their flight, make sure they have enough leave time, and then they get on a plane and we send them home for Christmas.
0: And explain how the miles things works, because we haven't hit on that yet this week, the opportunity to donate your miles.
4: Um, And I am not set up for those kinds of things, for the miles, but basically if... If someone does want to give miles, they can get a hold of me through my email and I will get them to the correct foundation that can really make that work out here.
5: Yeah, Okay. All right. We'll do. That's super. Hey, we've had a lot of people ask uh, why Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is not listed on Charity Navigator at this point. Can you explain that?
4: Yes, I can. Um, Our foundation was created back in 2004, but it wasn't until 2011 when we opened Freedom Station that we went on to Charity Navigator or tried to get on to Charity Navigator. And of course, you have to have seven years. We are not quite to that point yet of having those tax returns. But I will share we have 2016. Everything is listed. All of our um, finances are listed right on our Website, You can get anything that you need. We're very transparent.
5: And nobody's drawing a salary. You guys, seriously, you pinch pennies until they squeal. Um, I mean, y'all are incredibly efficient.
4: Yes, no one takes a salary. And when other foundations show a salary and my board members look at me, I say, don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) truly, I'm a Navy wife, a Navy mom, and Javier knows this. Um, i not only pinch a penny i make that baby scream <laughs>
0: i remember the first time sandy gave us a tour around freedom station and there were guys there that were doing pretty well at that point who were out in the yard and, and talking to everybody and smiling and laughing and there were there were guys that couldn't come out of their room um for a variety of reasons and i mean and it's it's something to be around and the and the guys that are doing well help the guys that aren't and it's it's just it's 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 impossible to describe unless you've done it um,
4: well, we we have a large barbecue area, and honestly, these guys come out and they barbecue and they sit around and eat dinner and talk, and that's when the volunteers pretty much will leave because that healing time happens with that brotherhood. And I've been honored to be around some of that, and I kind of get a feel for it. But you know, when guys can't come out of their cottages or come out of their their house, the other guys kind of roust them out and get this barbecue thing going, and and it kind of heals. It's almost like they've been out on patrol, they come back in, and at night they have dinner around a campfire. That's almost what this is replicating, and it works.
5: That's Sandy Lemcooler, president of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, uh, Chief Javier Rodriguez, United States Navy retired. Sandy, Javi, hey, thanks a million. We appreciate you guys jumping on, and we and our listeners will keep doing our best, all right?
4: Thank, you, for Thank us. you so much everyone.
5: All right, yeah, you got it. All right, now's the time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. If you can spare 20, spare 20, if you can spare 20,000, do it. They are saving lives of some of our best and bravest young men and women at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station.
0: So last hour we were at 87 grand. We're hoping to hit 100 grand by the end of this hour. We'll do an update right before Marshall's news coming up. So let's see where we can get It takes a lot of money to send all those people home for the holidays, obviously, and and get this whole thing running. So go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Yeah, I've got got a brother who's served in the military and been through some stuff, and he doesn't want to talk to anybody who hasn't done that. And so those guys at Freedom Station who don't want to come out of the room, you can't go in there as anybody but somebody who's been through that and talk to them. They don't want to hear from anybody else. No. They just just think you don't know what you're talking about, and they don't. Because you don't. Yeah, because you don't. Right.
5: But they're Um, surrounded by people who do.
0: Uh, What's coming
1: up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon fighting for Roy Moore, bashing the Republican establishment. Got disturbing new info about those Cuban sonic attacks on Americans. And the Bitcoin bonanza continues. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. All right, I'm going to jump on armstrongandgettyradio.com and give during
5: this commercial break. And uh, I will be back to the show in more than plenty of time. You can do the same. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. Let's do it. Can we hit six
0: figures by the end of this hour, we by can eight do o'clock? It. Huh? Well, I think we can, oh, which is awesome. Three hundred grand is the goal for the week. Marshall's news is on the way. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and the Getty Show. We haven't even been at this for 50 hours, raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We're hoping to hit $100,000 uh, by 8 o'clock. Let's get a total. Let's see where we are. Ladies and gentlemen, Drum it all,
2: please. $95,427. Oh. We can do it. All right. Oh. Okay,
5: we need you, you. I'm looking at you. You and your $10 or your $20 or your $500. We need you. Step up.
0: Surely we can get to five well, $5,000 in 24 minutes. is not exactly simple, but
5: we'll see. It's simple if everybody gives yep. what Let's, they
0: can. Go to GettyRadio.com. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. I want to give
1: you an update. The wildfires raging in Southern California still, and things are expected to get worse. you got three wildfires burning in and around L.A. They have torched more than 80,000 acres. Fueled by dry conditions and powerful Santa Ana winds. Yeah, check back in 10 minutes. It'll be 82,000 acres. Extreme fire danger for many parts of California, including L.A. and San Diego. Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore says he's being attacked these days from all sides. At a rally last night, Moore said all aspects of his life are under attack, including his character, but promising.
0: On December 12th, you'll see an election
3: that the world won't forget.
2: <laughs> Former yeah. yeah, you're right. I, I don't know about his character, but he certainly has the look of a man whose liver is under attack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you gonna give us root and tootin' at some point? We're all one He's,
5: <laughs> He's the rootiness! He's the Tutinist senatorial candy date west of the Pecos! I come from Alabama, kiss your daughter and your mammy, that other <laughs> fellows of armament, and I'm fixin' to kill him.
0: Now shoot your guns.
1: On stage, varmint. With, uh, He needs to uh, say varmint more often. On stage with Moore was former Trump advisor, Breitbart editor Steve Bannon at the rally saying GOP leaders are trying to derail the Republican Senate, uh, Senate candidate Roy Moore. They want to destroy Judge Roy Moore, and you know why? He's a they want to take your voice away. And Bannon assailed Mitt Romney, amongst others, during that rally. He called Romney a draft dodger. Romney got a draft deferment for missionary work in France. You went to France to be a missionary while guys were dying in rice paddies in Vietnam. You had five sons. Not one day of service in Afghanistan and Iraq.
5: Okay, fair enough. But that describes most of America and your boy Donald Trump got multiple deferments for mystery, ailments, and the rest of it. And not to go uh,
0: be a missionary in France, either. Right. <laughs> to hang around being a wealthy businessman. To get man. laid yeah. and, and make money.
3: Yeah, uh, so
5: let's, let's, let's all uh, quit chucking stones if we live in the old uh, glass duplex, huh?
0: We're going to play the stuff where Bannon talks about uh, they don't care who wins. I mean, they don't care if, if the Republicans are out of power because they, they continue to be rich. I, I thought that was really good. See that ban and yeah. stuff, I get. Mm-hmm. He said the, the Republican Party doesn't care if they the, they lose the majority, as long as they get to hang on to their power and their and their money. I think I, that's absolutely true. I think yeah. I got this that.
2: fine, but it's from a <laughs> it's a slightly different uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. recording. <laughs>
1: this is what you got to understand: Flake and Ronnie McConnell and the whole crowd. This is a scam. They will not mind giving up seat to Democrats.
0: Yeah, they don't mind giving the seat up to a Democrat because right. they get to stay rich and powerful. Right. I like that Bannon thinking because he's absolutely right about that. But God dang it. Don't pretend like everybody who's trying to stop st- M- Roy Moore is just in the tank for, uh, for what do you call it, the
5: establishment. Or or a draft dodger. <sighs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. I,
0: um, God dang I, I mean,
5: come on, dude. You're standing up next to this guy. You know his story. And don't pretend that stuff's not true. Well, and, the, you know, the, 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 it's a beautiful example Um, What he said, and this is when I really like Steve Bannon. And this is the message we've been trying to tell a lot of you. God, quit rooting for R over D, or D versus R. Pay attention to how government affects your life. And then advocate for the policies you think are smart. Do you like running into the government? You want less? You want more? You want... You want more benefits? You want less? You, what do you think the foreign policy? Quit with the R versus D thing. It's a distraction. But how is Roy
0: Moore the champion of all that sort of stuff? Well, that's ridiculous.
5: That's what I don't get. Why Why? why him? Well, and, you know, as Tim, the lawyer, has pointed out, he was a judge, a highly placed judge, who placed himself above the law on multiple occasions. And, listen, there may be some things that happen within the law that you think are terrible. You don't like them. But if you're gonna be a judge, you can't ignore them. So he's a, he's quite an interesting character. Portraying him as some sort of paragon of virtue is a hell of a stretch, Steve.
1: Doctors treating the U.S. Embassy victims of that mysterious, invisible series of attacks in Cuba have discovered brain abnormalities as they search for clues to explain the hearing, vision, balance, and memory damage done to the victims.
5: It is pretty clear to me that Putin has developed something. And he had the Cubans try it out for him. Because the Cubans didn't cook this thing up, I don't no, think. No,
0: no, 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 no. I, yeah, I completely, completely believe Putin's behind it. Some sort of zombie ray.
5: Well, and he he's unleashed some sort of terrible injury slash torture on
0: our people. And our response to it is tepid for some reason.
5: Yep. I-, I hope behind the scenes they're building the case and there's a giant 50-gallon can of whoop-ass ready to be unleashed.
1: Now, my friends, the market value of all those cryptocurrencies combined stands at more than $370 billion. That's an all-time record for digital money and, enough, and enough to push it collectively past the value of J.P. Morgan, that bank's CEO, Jamie Diamond has been critical of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. CEO of a bank's last name is Diamond. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he called it a fraud and a bubble waiting to burst. Bitcoin, the world's largest cryptocurrency, currently trading at more than twelve thousand dollars. Oh my
5: god, when it was a bubble at ten you should have bought too yeah, late though. Yeah. Well, it won't
1: go up to fourteen.
0: It's absolutely <laughs> a bubble, but it's not a fraud if you got in early and sold recently. It's it's real money. Oh sure.
5: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the voice of the West. I urge you to do like me. Remember the words of Warren Buffett at all times. When everybody's scared, I get greedy, and when everybody's greedy, I get scared. Think about it.
0: Yeah, but I've been thinking the uh, I've been I've been scared on the (laughs) Bitcoin bubble for like fifty percent of its growth. There right. aren't there aren't many people out there. If you're feeling like you missed out on right. something, there aren't many right. people out there that got in at the bottom and are riding it clear to the end. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah,
2: because right. if you don't get out today, you're crazy. If you didn't get out two months ago, you were crazy. The funniest stories are the ones, the people who were the the lunatic fringe, even before the early adopters, and they were just trying to get it mainstream so they would, like, order a pizza for a Bitcoin, and that's like a a $40,000 pizza by today's (laughs) value. (laughs) Right,
5: right. Exactly. That's a good
2: one.
0: So uh,
5: the whole
2: Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It is
5: the number one geopolitical story this morning, next to the Russian Olympic deal. Uh, we'll talk about it in a moment. Boy Vey. Oh You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. become the president. As soon as I take office, I will begin the process of moving the United States ambassador to the city of Israel as chosen as its capital. Jerusalem will remain the capital of Israel and it must remain undivided.
0: So as George Bush and Barack Obama saying Jerusalem's got to be the capital, right? When when Trump mm. said it yesterday, everybody acted like he was a crazy person. Yeah, around the world. Around the people, world. People around the world. So when those other presidents said it, they just assumed they didn't mean it? They weren't going to follow through on it.
5: that um, one of those deals? I think probably, you know, when they said it, a lot of people around the world got their back up and were like, hey, what's that now? And uh, But then nothing came of it. Do we still have Dennis Rodman with the people around the world? I love that clip. Um, Israel's a little country in the Middle East, right? That's a good point, Jack. So uh, back in 1967, when there was a war between Israel and a number of the Arab powers, they annexed. Uh, part of uh, East Jerusalem. Well, they annexed East Jerusalem. Uh, they've had the Western part for a long time, and you it, see, all your three major religions come from there. <laughs> Thank you. you did, I was just going to make that point. Oddly, as if like Yahweh the Almighty bought a vacation home in Jerusalem and decided he really, really liked it. Your your three main world religions all come out of. Jerusalem, essentially, or you know, Jerusalem Heights out in the suburbs, um, Nazareth, et cetera. So um, you got the the most important holy sites for Jews, Muslims, and Christians in Jerusalem. And you know, we're we're a religious country, but increasingly secular. But you know, I, perhaps you've noticed in the Middle East, people get nuts over religion, like slaughtering each other, like it's the year twelve hundred, and so. You know, the, the fate of Jerusalem is the subject of great, great passions. But anyway, the, the truth of this is, it's funny, I heard an interview with some uh, Palestinian dude who was talking about, this is outrageous, this is dangerous, this is throwing fire, we need to, a solution, we need a negotiation. And uh, to his credit, the interviewer said, well, this same conversation's been going on for like 40 years now that soon will have a negotiated settlement of Jerusalem. The Israeli government is in Jerusalem. It is functioning as their capital. The only thing that's not happening is people saying it and maybe moving an embassy or two there. Uh, the guy's like, well, this is going to set the peace agreement back. And the truth is the peace agreement ain't anywhere.
0: So the rest There is of the, no peace agreement. So the rest of the world acts
5: like Tel Aviv is the capital? right? Right. Just people so. The just the so. That's right, Dennis. Do yes. I'm not sure I saw your point. Anyway, nor your timing. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially the, the situation. And the non-moving of the embassies there has been to keep the Muslim world from going ape poo and killing a bunch of people. And now that's what all the, the, the countries around the world who are saying, oh, this is precipitous, This is uh, the, 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 the timing is not good. We, the, the, the. the only thing they're really objecting to is, you know, announcing that the emperor has no clothes or the emperor lives in uh, Jerusalem in this case because they think there's going to be huge bloodshed now and renewal of violence um, by angry Muslim people all over the world. And it could be their right. And so... To me, what this boils down to is a choice. You have the completely stalled peace process. It is going nowhere. Jared Kushner's
0: putting a lot of work into it. Right. And he's a bright little fella, isn't he? Jewish himself, and yeah. uh, and 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 making this a priority.
5: Right. Uh, or so they say, and I have no reason to doubt it. But so here's the situation. There are some people who believe Trump is announcing that the emperor lives in Jerusalem, as it were. And look, there is no negotiated settlement that is not going to include Jerusalem being the Israeli capital. It is an impossibility. Anybody claiming otherwise is a liar or or out of touch with reality. And so, folks, let's grow up. Let's understand that's the situation. Let's move ahead and quit pretending it's not. Let's come to some sort of real agreement here. All right? All right. The, the the fantasies of the last 40 years have gotten us nowhere. This is the reality. What next? And some people think that's a bold stroke. It's, uh, it's like some other Trumpian things he's done, like North Korea. What's happened before with North Korea has been a miserable failure. Now, I, Joe Getty, don't know if what donald trump's doing right now with north korea is going to be successful or not i don't i hope it is but there is no denying the previous you know several decades have been a failure so some people believe okay this is a bold stroke this will actually change things a lot of other people believe you know what these are tectonic plates uh, the, the Muslim world and the Palestinians, the you know the, the democratic, the free world, the Christian world, the Jewish world, the moderate Muslim world, etc., is more or less on Israel's side. And those tectonic plates are pushing against each other, but they're not going to yield a big earthquake. We'll just keep going along like this for another 50 years, and everybody will have a reasonably happy life. Reasonably. And if you do this... Thousands of people around the world are going to die in some sort of renewed angry Muslim fest. So that's right, Dennis. All around the world. Um, So that's the question. Which one of those groups is right? I don't know. But that is the question.
0: Now, earlier this hour, we set the goal for raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station to hit $100,000 by 8 o'clock this morning.
5: It can't be done, they said,
0: which is five percent now. Uh, they the, did. The last up, they should shut up. The last update we did about 15 minutes ago, 10, 15 minutes ago, we were at $95,000. Um, We were hoping to hit $100,000 by
5: 8 o'clock. I'm a little nervous about this. The Armstrong and Giddy audience, great people, good people. They love their country. They understand the sacrifices our military people make. But five thousand dollars in fifteen minutes. Well, and you're busy.
0: This this time of day is not your... your I know. I even, just even though. How long did it take you? You donated. How long did it take you?
5: Well, I screwed up the form and had to start again, so it ran to two minutes. <laughs>
0: I screw up every form and have to start again. Yeah, I put my credit card number where
5: my name was supposed to be. (laughs) My name is not seven one three (laughs) four. So anyway, that's. I'm just explaining why. You know, we probably didn't reach the goal. What is our current total
2: for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? One hundred thousand ninety seven (laughs) dollars. It was sitting at 99,997 for a little bit. I was, oh, really? I was kind of worried, yeah. Somebody oh, really? came through and then tipped it over.
5: Are touchdown dances legal now? Yes. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dab. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so we've only been talking about this for, in four minutes, it will be 50
5: hours. Right. Which is not very long. I wish days were twenty-five hours. How much easier would that make all this math? Yeah. You know, God, what were you? thinking? People think in seventy-two, or they say in seventy-two hours we'll have. And I have to think. Well, wait a minute. That's three. That's three days. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-five
0: would be easier. Um, anyway, you were trying to make a point. Yeah. So we haven't been talking about that for, for that long. Fifty hours. A lot of this, for a lot of you people, this is a brand new uh, idea, brand new charity. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. So I'm pretty happy with $100,000. Though, to hit $300,000 by Friday at 10,
5: gotta happen, is uh, is something. It's got to happen. Where are my whales? Talk to me with my whales. Where will my whales be at? <laughs> you should dab. I know some of y'all have been really successful. Good for you, I say. I don't demonize success. I try to imitate it. There's no class warfare around here. It's the land of opportunity. You've done well. Give generously. Armstrongandgettyradio.com
0: What percentage of people will get a Christmas present for their dog or cat? Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: (laughs)
4: information.